If there's any shakiness to the Keepers, it's that the series never fully establishes how Sesnick was a looming or imminent threat to expose Maskell, at least more so than any other nun teaching at Archbishop Keogh. Sesnick, like the other nuns at the school, didn't come forward to authorities about the abuse. But some of the Keepers' subjects share anecdotes of Sesnick knowing about the abuse and running interference for some of Maskell's victims, which allowed them to avoid interacting with Maskell. When Sesnick left Archbishop Keogh, the reason given was that she and her roommate, Sister Russell Phillips, wanted to extend their outreach to the local, non-Catholic high school. But interviews with several Archbishop Keogh alumni insinuate that Sesnick left because she had reservations about the abuse at the school. There might be a bit of projection at play in the documentary, as The Keepers doesn't present any striking evidence that Sesnick was going to do something about stopping the abuse at Archbishop Keogh from happening. We also don't know what sort of relationship Maskell and Sesnick had. The Keepers hypothesizes that Sesnick was planning to speak up, but was killed before she had the chance. However, there's no solid evidence that Sesnick was ever planning to act. One could also argue that Sesnick would have continued her silent disapproval of Maskell, since there was no indication that she wanted to make Maskell's abuse public. Her closest friend, Koob, tells the Keepers' filmmakers that she never told him about the abuse at Archbishop Keogh. And the series doesn't explain why Maskell would kill her if he did indeed have the protection of the police. The Catholic Church believes the abuse allegations at Archbishop Keogh were credible. In 2002, the Archdiocese of Baltimore released a list of priests whom church officials say are accused of credible child sex abuse allegations. Maskell appeared on the list. He had fled to Ireland in the 1990s after allegations were brought against him concerning abuse dating back to the 60s and died in 2001, shortly after returning to Baltimore County. Since 2011, the Catholic Church has been paying out settlements to Maskell's victims. According to a November 2016 report from the Baltimore Sun, at least a dozen settlements have been paid out. Donna Von Den Bosch, 60, of Reading, Pennsylvania, reached a $35,000 settlement in September, according to legal documents. She says Maskell raped her multiple times over the course of about three years while she was a student at Archbishop Keogh in the 1970s. The Sun explains that the paper doesn't usually name victims, but Von den Bosch wanted to share her story publicly. Von den Bosch says she told a nun at the school, but was ignored. Sesnick had left Archbishop Keogh and was killed before Von den Bosch was enrolled there. Allegations against Maskell were first made public in 1992, prior to a 1994 lawsuit from Jean Hardigan Wainer and Teresa Lancaster, who came forward as Jane Doe's and sued Maskell, the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Archbishop Keogh. At the time, the Archdiocese said it could not corroborate the two women's claims. The Keepers refutes the Archdiocese's statement in its final episode by showing that the Archdiocese knew about a separate earlier case of abuse involving Maskell and a boy, now a grown man, named Charles Franz. Franz and Maskell met prior to Maskell's tenure at Archbishop Keogh when Maskell was working at Baltimore's St. Clement Parish. Franz says that beginning in 1967, Maskell abused him and introduced him to drugs and alcohol. Franz's mother found out about the abuse and complained to the archdiocese, and Maskell was transferred to Archbishop Keogh. The Keepers shows records that archdiocese officials visited Franz and made note of the abuse allegations before transferring Maskell to Keogh. When Wainer, a.k.a. Jane Doe, came to the archdiocese in 1992 to make a formal complaint against Maskell, the archdiocese told her several times that it couldn't do anything with Maskell because there wasn't a second or corroborating complaint against him. Franz's account proves that, in addition to already knowing about Maskell when Wainer came forward, the Archdiocese already had his second corroborating complaint against Maskell. 
As a result, the Keepers paint an especially sinister picture of the Archdiocese by detailing how Wainer was told that the Archdiocese needed a second complaint or a witness to back up her claims, even though it already had one. Because of a lack of action, Wainer and Lancaster brought forward a $40 million lawsuit against Maskell, the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Archbishop Keogh in 1994. The Keepers details that at least 30 more allegations from other Archbishop Keogh alumni, according to Wainer's lawyer, were made to local and state authorities during the same time period. Sharon May, who was the head of the Maryland State's Attorney's Office in the 90s, during Wainer's Jane Doe lawsuit, explains in The Keepers that she didn't really have enough evidence to prosecute Maskell. She says the individual accounts couldn't be used in conjunction with one another. When it comes to the murder, the Keeper's biggest development hinges on whether there were maggots on Sister Kathy's corpse. In The Keepers, the link between Maskell and Sesnick's murder is waner, and whether what she's saying is believable according to the church.